everyone, uh, let's get into the word. Um, this week we're going to continue on the series of the man in the mirror. And um, the title of my message today is Intrinsic Glory. Every time God reveals himself, uh, whether it is through uh, his spoken or written word, or whether it is uh, through miracle signs and wonders like we've heard in the testimonies uh, today, every time he does something or he speaks or he says something, he reveals himself to us. And when he reveals himself, there is a glory that is revealed. Jesus says, you know, my body must be broken for you. And every time the body or the word of God is broken or a, a, a revelation uh, is released through the word of God, there is a glory, there's a divine glory that is manifested through revelation. In this season of our lives, what we really need the most is, is revelation, is divine revelation. Uh, and it is revelation not of general knowledge, but it is revelation of God, of who He is. And every time we receive revelation from God, in that revelation, a glory is released. It is, it is who He is. This divine glory it, when it is released through revelation, carries within itself the grace to impart into each one of us. So revelation releases glory that, that releases an impartation of who God is into our lives. It's very necessary for us to understand that transformation in our lives comes only through the renewing of our mind. You know, uh, a lot of psychologists and a lot of doctors of the mind uh, really say, they, they communicate to us and they say, you know, we need to de-stress. We need to remove things that are in our mind. We need to stop thinking about so many things. But in the kingdom of God is actually the opposite. In the kingdom of God, uh, you get hungry by eating a lot more of the word. In the kingdom of God, uh, you, you begin, you, your body gets transformed when you receive more revelation into your mind. See, it is what revelation you receive that really determines whether your mind, uh, that, that whether your body is transformed or you begin to experience the effects of stress and anxiety. So what word are you listening to in this season? You could be listening to a word uh, that the news channels, the newspapers, the media, social media is giving to you, and it can really have an impact on your body, or you can receive God's word in this season. And when you receive God's word and he reveals himself to you, that glory that is imparted into you really transforms you into the image and likeness of Jesus. This glory is a divine glory that is very intrinsic to God. Intrinsic, the what I mean by intrinsic is that uh, it is a quality of God, it is a quality of something that is a part of its nature. The glory of God is not something that God puts on. It is not something that God decides to, I want to give you glory. I want to show my glory to people. The glory, divine glory, is who God is. It is His nature. It is a, it is a, it's inherent in Himself. This is His glory. And every time God reveals His glory. God gives you revelation. He reveals Himself. He also 
manifest glory. And when we receive that glory, it begins to transform us into the image and likeness of Jesus. Now, if we, uh, I want to give you an example of what, in, of what intrinsic glory looks like. If you, uh, if you know, the, uh, if you look at a diamond uh, in the rough, when we look at, when we find a diamond in the rough, it looks like a regular stone, like a pebble. But it is where only when a person who knows how to cut diamonds takes a diamond and begins to cut it the right way that the brilliance of the diamond, the, the glory of the diamond, is begin, you begin to see that glory on the inside of that diamond. You know, just because the diamond looked like a stone did not mean that it did not have glory on the inside of it. And intrinsic glory means that the, that the brilliance of that diamond, the, 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 the levels of shine or the, or the glory that, that existed on the inside of that diamond means that it was always there. And human beings, all of creation has an intrinsic glory that is on the inside of them. Every single human being, all of creation carries within itself a glory that has never left you. It was always on the inside of you. And so we see that because of sin in the garden, when, when man began to feed on the knowledge of good and evil, it began, he, 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 the knowledge of good and evil created an exterior like the, like, the, like the diamond. It created an exterior where even man could not see the glory on the inside of himself. Neither could man see the glory that was in all of creation or even other people. And so the knowledge of good and evil created an exterior. It blinded your eyes from seeing the glory that God has placed on the inside of you. I want to show this to you in the scripture. I want, to, I want you to go to uh, John chapter 1. And we'll read from verse 1 onwards. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And verse 3 says, all things, say all things, all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. I want to I stop there for, for, a few, for a few minutes. I want to I talk about how all things were made. All things, which means everything that exists in creation that God made, was made through him. Who's him? It was the word. God uses the word to reveal himself. Every time we receive a revelation of, of who God is through his word, it reveals a glory. Now the Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 says that the son is the brilliance of the glory of the father. And so we must understand that Jesus is the brilliance. He is the radiance of God's glory. And so when we look at how all things were created, it was created with a brilliance. It, it was created with a glory on the inside of it. We, we know in the book of Genesis, he spoke all things into existence. And even his breath, when he breathed the breath of life into man, he, he, before he created man out of dust, he spoke him into existence. 
When he spoke him into existence, there was a glory. There were, the word began to create man. The word is what gives man life. The word is Jesus Christ. And so now we see that all things were made through him, which means every single human being on the planet, whether you are a Christian or not a Christian, whether you're of any religion or an atheist, you have a glory, a divine glory on the inside of you. The dogs, the cats, the trees, the mountains, the fish in the sea, whatever you see that God has created carries in itself an intrinsic glory. There's an inherent glory on the inside of us that we have been blinded to not see. What have we been blinded by? We have been blinded by the knowledge of good and evil, which is the law of Moses. The knowledge when they ate of the tree in the garden, they ate of the knowledge of good and evil. Today, we literally make decisions, business decisions, based on the good, the knowledge of good and evil in the market. Whether we should buy a car or not buy a car is based on the knowledge of good and evil. Whether we should move to another country is based on the knowledge of good and evil. And we ask God to bless us because we think we're, we're children of God. And so now we need God to bless us, based, but we base our choices on the knowledge of good and evil and not the truth of God's word. When God speaks to you, ladies and gentlemen, he, he is the truth. If he gives you direction, he's giving you true direction. And so when God speaks a word, he releases a glory with that word. And when you receive that word into you, now there's a glory on the inside of you, right, that will begin to manifest the opportunities that you need. So here we see that man in the garden, when they fell, they fell because God told them not to eat of that tree. It was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when they ate of that tree, their eyes began. The Adam went and began to, he, he saw that he was naked. See, the knowledge of good and evil and the law reveals your nakedness to you. And so he went now and he tried to cover his nakedness. And God asked him, who told you you were naked? It was the knowledge of good and evil. Who tells you that you're a sinner? It's the knowledge of good and evil. And so now we see that just like a diamond, humanity carried a glory on the inside of it. And because sin grew in the world, the more sin grew, the more we were blinded to see the glory on the inside of us. That's why God had to become a man and come down to the earth. He became a man, uh, he, he, he took on human flesh. But he had no sin in him. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But it says, all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. And here's what, it, what I want what I to talk about. It says, in him, in the brilliance of the word, in, in the glory of God was life. And the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, we've always preached that, oh, you know, the light needs to shine in the darkness. No, I, I, wanna, I wanna tell you something. Whether there's darkness or there's light, the light shines. 
It's just that man who is in the darkness sees the light in the darkness. But a new creation, whether, you are, whether you've gone into the darkness or you're in the light, the glory of God had always existed on the inside of you. See, when, when Christians who get saved and come into the kingdom of God, when, you're, when your mind is not renewed by God's word and you still have the knowledge of good and evil in your life, you will not be able to recognize the glory on the inside of you. If you don't see the glory on the inside of you, you will not be able to see it in somebody else. And when you don't see the glory in somebody else, then you won't value them the way God values them. See, what, what, what does God value in a, in a human being? Why does God want to keep you alive? It's because he has a plan and purpose for your life. That's for sure. But the way he keeps you alive is by giving you his word. He has given you his word when he created you. And that word is the light, is the life that, that is the light. And it begins to reveal itself every time you... Uh, uh, you, you, you remove the knowledge of good and evil from your mind and you receive the word of God into your, into your mind, it naturally, the word naturally removes the scale, the outer old man. It removes the old man and it begins to reveal the new creation man. The new creation man is a man without sin. A new creation man is a man who cannot sin. A new creation man is a man that is constantly revealing glory whether you're going to the supermarket or you're having a shower or you're sleeping or you're having your breakfast or you're going to work. You are constantly revealing glory and the glory of God is not limited to your choice. The glory of God is, is not limited at all. It knows when to leave you. Like the woman who had the issue of blood, the, the, the power of God began to surge through Jesus and it went through his clothes and touched a woman who needed healing. That is the glory of God. See, the, we, we, we always think that, oh, you know, I, I, I have the, the, the light of God on the inside of me and I need to go into the darkness and now that light will shine. No, ladies and gentlemen, the light shines whether you are in the light or even in the darkness. So the external environment that, that, that imposes itself on you and tries to transform you, right, gets overpowered by the glory that is on the inside of you. We, we must understand this. When an environment on the outside of it, now think about the pandemic that we're going through or, or the racial division that, that the whole world has just become conscious of right now. Right? We're going through this, the, these issues right now and these issues are dark issues. There's a darkness that is being released on the, in the world and now every single person who comes, who has the knowledge, has this knowledge of good and evil in their life, now, you don't see the glory on the inside of a person. You only see the color of their skin. And every time you see the color of their skin, it, it is the knowledge of good and evil. But when you see the glory of God on the inside of a person, see, the glory of God does not have the, uh, does not have the stain of humanity. It doesn't have the sin of humanity. It doesn't, it's not tainted by the knowledge of good and evil. It is pure. And the new creation who is in Christ Jesus is without sin.
See, the Bible says that Christ came into the world. He was without sin. And because he was without sin, now you, you must understand that, that because he was without sin in a human body, he was the first of its kind. Because up until then, everyone from Adam all the way till Jesus was just a normal human being. And the only thing that they ever knew was the knowledge of good and evil, was the, was the knowledge of the law. And the more of the law they, they knew, the more self-righteous they became. And it, 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 it hid the glory of God on the inside of them. Now, I want you to go to verse 14. And it says this, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. We beheld, we saw his glory. What does that mean? It means that when, then the, when the word, the glory of God, when grace and truth progressed and became flesh, became a human being, and dwelt amongst men, right? Dwelt with humanity. There was something about Jesus that was different to normal human beings. What was that? They beheld his glory. See, Jesus was a human being, first human being without sin. And so because he was without sin, there was no old man. There was, there was no uh, outer layer to hide the glory of God. He was so progressive that he revealed the glory of the Father and not the nature of Adam. Ooh, he did not, re he did not reveal the intrinsic nature of Adam, but he came to reveal the Father. Jesus said it so many times. You know, if you see me, you've seen the Father. He said, the Father and me are one. And so because of that, people began to persecute him. Why? It's because they could not relate to God as a father. Because, so, so when Jesus would, would walk on the planet, he never complained about the political system. He never complained about, oh, you know, we're invaded by Rome and now the, you know, they ha have a problem with, with the Romans and, and you know, they, are from, they, are, they, are, they come here and they made us slaves. And Jesus never spoke about anything. He never dealt with the, uh, the, the, the social system or the caste system in those days. He had, he was so filled with the revelation of his father. He was so filled with, with the revelation of the kingdom. He was so filled, his mind was constantly on, what is my father doing right now? I only want to do what I see my father doing. I only want to say what I hear my father saying. Why? Because Jesus came to reveal the glory of the Father. He came to reveal the Father. But because the Jews, the, the, the people who were around Jesus during that time, Jesus, man, he did some crazy stuff. He went about, the Bible says, he went about doing good. He healed all manner of sicknesses and diseases. He cast out demons, he cleansed the lepers, and he preached the kingdom of God, and he taught his disciples. You must understand that Jesus, because he came and presented something that did not exist on the earth, he became the most famous person. Till today, he is the most famous person on the planet. But you must understand the people who are around Jesus could not relate to him at all. 
They experienced the glory of God. They experienced the Father. They were used to seeing God doing miracle signs and wonders. They experienced the glory. But they did not relate to the Father. They could not relate to the Father. And the reason why they could not relate to God as a Father was because they were always slaves to a master. See, but Jesus came to reveal that there's a glory, there's an intrinsic glory on the inside of every human being. Till today, there is a glory. And that glory, if you're alive today, if you're breathing air today, there is a, the glory of God exists on the inside of you. And if you can, it's just that when you can't see the glory of God on the inside of you, you won't recognize it when God does something phenomenal. What what I'm trying to say here, there's a glory that sets you apart from all of creation. It's a divine intrinsic glory that you can't put on. You can't say, today I'm going to manifest the glory of God. No, that glory is, is inherent on the inside of you that was deposited when God created you. Every single human being on the planet, all of creation deserves to be valued and honored only because God's glory exists on the inside of you. Uh, That is such a phenomenal word right now. I just feel like it would solve so much of problems in the world right now if we could only value one another the way God values us. But when Jesus was on the planet, you know, he was, he, they, they devalued him. They valued the miracle signs and wonders, but they devalued his message because he came to reveal God as a father. And Israel was never used to God as a father. They were used to him being angry. They were used to him, uh, you know, punishing them and, and, and seeing all the death and destruction that they experienced. They, they attributed it to God when the law was at fault. It was the law that mastered and ruled over the people. And they wanted the law to rule over them. And, and it goes on to say in verse 14 that... Um, that, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld. John is saying that he saw the glory of God. How much of glory do you see in the people around you? We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Here we go. He was full of grace and truth. That word full means that Jesus was was filled to the brim with grace and truth. Grace is not just the favor of God. Grace is the power of God. Grace is the ability of God. Grace is, is, is God revealing and empowering you at the same time. And so John is saying that when they saw Jesus, they saw his glory. And when when his glory was revealed, they saw that he was full of grace and truth. Which means there was no fallen humanity that Jesus revealed. Jesus did not reveal the fallen nature of man because there was no sin in him. But Jesus, everything that Jesus did, every time Jesus spoke, he revealed a glory. He was overflowing 
with, with glory. He was overflowing with grace and truth. So which means that tells me that grace and truth are visible attributes of God. Now, Israel rejected Jesus because they never recognized his father. Please listen to me very carefully. I am not saying that Moses is bad or the law is bad and grace is very good. But all I'm trying to present to you today is that when you look at the glory of God, if you don't see the grace of God, you will reject God. If you don't look in, into the glory of God and see grace, you will look at the truth as instruction. You will look at the truth as the law of God. Okay, I want to show you this in, in Moses' life because the Bible says that the law came through Moses, but grace and truth or the glory came through Jesus Christ. I want to show you this in uh, Exodus chapter 3. We'll read from verse 1. And it says, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, who was the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now I want you to pay attention to this. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. Okay? So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with a fire, but the bush was not consumed. It's very important. We must understand now. In When God reveals himself, he reveals his glory and the glory of God gets your attention. Okay? Very important. So the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, which means the flame of fire was not the angel. The angel appeared in the flame of fire and the flame of fire had looked like the bush was on fire, but the bush was not being consumed. And then he, then he goes on to say this. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will turn aside and see I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, I want you to understand grace and truth right now. Okay, grace and truth work hand in hand in the kingdom of God. So Moses is tending to his sheep <coughs> And he sees a bush on fire. But the bush is not being consumed by the fire. But he decides to himself, right? He decides, he says to himself, I'm going to go and investigate what is happening. When he begins to turn to go towards the bush that's caught on fire, he hears the voice. So the way God functions in, in his kingdom, or that's his nature, is that when you look at the glory you hear truth. This is powerful. When you see the glory of God, you hear the truth. Alright, let's read on. And he said to God, here I am. And then he said, God said, 
do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. This is so interesting right now. Remember what we were talking about. We were talking about how Israel could not recognize God. Okay? Moses sees the glory of God. He's not afraid of it. He's inquisitive. He wants to investigate. But when he comes close to the place, God tells him, take your sandals off your feet because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. Moses has no problem with that. He takes off his sandals and all of that stuff. But when the moment comes that God reveals, God, the truth comes to him. God speaks to him and says, I am the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Moses becomes fearful in the presence of God. And he hides his face from God. Every time you hide your face from seeing the glory of God, truth sounds like instruction. But actually the purpose of truth is to reveal a greater glory so that you could go from glory to glory. I hope you're getting this revelation. Every time you look at the glory of God, right, you hear truth. And every time truth comes to you, it reveals to you a greater glory so that when you behold the greater glory, you are transformed into the greater glory, the likeness of the greater glory. I hope you're getting this. But Moses, because God introduces himself as the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all three of them encountered God. They were never afraid of him. They heard God's voice and they spoke to God. But something about Moses that was different to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses was afraid because he always had a master that ruled over him and not a father. Moses was born, Moses was a part of a generation that was born into slavery. And it was only the language of slavery that he understood and related with. So when he heard that it was he was this that God the God of his fathers Abraham Isaac and Jacob was speaking to him Moses hid his face in fear because he could not look at the glory of God So which means the knowledge of good and evil in Moses life taught him to fear God as a master and not have reverence to God a reverence for God as a father. And when he hid his face, he, he, he acknowledged his weakness more than the strength of God. And, this is, and every time God reveals his glory to you and me, he wants to reveal his glory so that he can strengthen you. He can take you from glory to glory, strength to strength. He wants to, take, he wants to first 
reveal to you that you have strength on the inside of you. He wants to reveal to you that you have glory on the inside of you. His glory, that his strength that he deposited on the inside of you so that when he speaks the truth, that he will take you from one level of glory and one level of strength to another level of glory and strength. And he says, do not draw near to me to this place because the place where you're standing on is holy ground. You must understand the instruction that God gave to Moses was not the instruction that he obeyed. God said, God did not tell him, don't look at me. He says, don't come near me and take off your sandals because this is holy ground. So God did not, in, in his, you must understand that the holiness of God con, will consume sin. The holiness of God, is, God is so holy that anyone with sin would not be able to approach God because they would be consumed by the fire of God. He is so mighty, he is so massive. And so here Moses now, all of a sudden, because he can see his uh, weakness, he can see the flaws in his life. He hides his face and does not look at God anymore. And because of that, it is because of, of, the, of, of his upbringing of slavery that he does not look at God as a father the way Abraham, Isaac and Jacob did. But he looks at God according to his flaws. And he looks at God as a taskmaster. You must understand that Moses was a part of a generation that grew up in slavery. None of them knew God as their father. In fact, they did not even relate to God as a father. They knew God, the God of miracle signs and wonders, but they never knew God as a father. And I want to continue reading on in verse 7. And it says that and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I've heard their cry because of their task masters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them from, the, from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. You see, God is revealing his intentions to Moses and they're so good. He is such a good father. But you see, Moses is still hiding his face. And then now he says, verse 10, come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Right? Please listen to this. In verse 8, he says, I have come down to deliver my people. And in verse 10, he says, you, I have chosen you to go. This is so phenomenal because God recognizes his glory in Moses. And if God came down to, to rescue his people, he chose Moses because he, he put that glory, the glory of a savior, a deliverer in Moses. And he came down. And if Moses went to save the people, it was God going to save the people. Why? It's because it was God's glory on the inside of Moses that God wanted Moses to see. But Moses failed. He chose to not look at the glory but continue to look at his flaws. And we'll read in verse 11. 
And Moses said to God, now he's talking to God. God is telling him, I have chosen you. And Moses says, who am I? Who am I that should go to Pharaoh and that, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Fair enough. That's a, it's a fair question. So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, they, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Now, I want you to go to chapter 4, Exodus chapter 4. And Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me. You see, he, he's not even believing what God is saying to him. God is like, hey, listen, I am who I am has sent you. He's seeing the, the glory manifested in the bush. He's hearing God audibly speak to him and he's still questioning God. He's still questioning. The reason why we question God is because we don't recognize the glory, the intrinsic glory, the inherent glory on the inside of us. Every time we ask God, God, can you confirm your word? You know, the confirmation, you know, God speaks to you and we, we need a confirmation. You know why we ask for a confirmation? It's because we don't consider his word as the truth. We need proof. We're acting like Moses. We don't recognize his glory on the inside of us. We don't have his word on the inside of us. That's why we keep asking him for confirmations. And so Moses now is asking him for confirmations. But suppose they will not, listen, they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. He's talking about the Israelites. And so God does three supernatural things. He says, throw down your staff and it becomes a snake. And he says, pick it up again. And then he says, put your hand in your bosom. And he pulls it out and it becomes leprous. And then he said, put it back again. And now his hand became whole. You, you understand? There's supernatural signs and wonders that's happening. And then God does another one. He says, take the water from, from the river Nile and pour it out. And when you pour it out, it'll become blood. I mean, now you should be convinced like when you put your hand into your, into your shirt and pull it out and it, becomes, and it becomes leprous, I'm sure you'll believe that this is God. But Moses here still chooses not to believe God. You must understand when a person's mind has, has been so affected by the knowledge of good and evil, it restricts them from even seeing God as he is. Verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, again, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. He continues. He tries to, he's trying to convince God that he's not good enough. And God's like, dude, I, I know you. 
I was the one who created you. I was the one who put my glory in you. Just because you were born in slavery does not mean that you're a slave. Just because you are born in a certain country does not mean that you belong to that country. You are part of the kingdom of God. God has placed his divine glory on the inside of you. You are a son of God. You're a new creation. But Moses continues to try to convince God that he's not good enough. That's when God says to him in verse 11, Who has made man's mouth? Verse 12, now therefore go and I will be with your mouth (laughs) and teach you what you shall say. You see, from being led, now God has to teach him what to say. God will be with your mouth and he will teach you what to say. Even after that, verse 13, he says, oh my Lord, please Send by the hand of whomever else you may send. He said, God, I'm not good enough. Send somebody else. That's when the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Because Moses saw the flaws in himself. He saw the flaws on the exterior. He did not see the glory, the intrinsic glory on the inside of of himself. He disqualifies himself in the presence of God. And by disqualifying himself in the presence of God, he rejects God. Now, you must understand that this is not just with Moses. This is with the people of Israel because they were born in slavery. And I want to take you to Exodus chapter 19 where we see Israel now has come out of the wilderness and they've come to the mountain of God. And at this mountain, Moses, God calls Moses to come up to the mountain. And he come up to the mountain uh, uh, and, and God says, okay, today I will reveal myself to you. You must understand, God wants to reveal himself to Israel. He wants to reveal himself. He wants to reveal his grace. He comes in all his power. And I want to read from verse three. And Moses went up to God And the Lord called him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. Verse 4, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, you have seen what I've done, And if you obey my voice, grace and truth. And keep my covenant, then you shall be my special treasure to me above all the people for the for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. And then he goes on to say, and Moses tells the people that, and in verse 9, the Lord said to Moses, Behold, this is powerful, I come to you in the thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. This is powerful. This is grace and truth happening right now. 
God wants to reveal himself to Moses. He wants the people to see the glory and hear God having a conversation with Moses so that they can believe Moses forever. This is very powerful. Verse 16. That there, and then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings. Again, grace, glory. And a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of the trumpet was very loud so that the people who were in the camp trembled. Verse 18. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord, the Lord descended upon it in fire. So what Moses experienced in Exodus 3 and 4, God now is doing on a massive scale. He he reveals himself to Moses in the bush. He comes in the fire, right? And he reveals himself to Moses. Moses rejects him. But eventually God convinces him and he goes out and he brings the people anyways. And now God is doing this on a large scale. This is amazing. And it says, the trumpet got louder and louder and Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. Verse 20, then the Lord came down upon the mountain, upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. You must understand, God answered Moses by voice, and the Lord comes upon the mountain. You must understand, God speaks, Jesus appears. God speaks, he reveals a greater glory. When, when, when God spoke to Moses, he spoke, Moses, Moses. He, he, when he came to, to the bush, God spoke, called him by name, Moses, Moses. And the Lord appeared to Moses in the fire. And then he began to talk to him. He reveals a glory. He reveals glory in his grace. And then he reveals glory in truth. You must understand how God works. He gets your attention by looking at the glory, but there's a greater glory in the truth that he speaks. And every time you, you, look at, you look at the glory of God, you're transformed into that image and likeness. You receive an impartation of that glory. And now when you hear his voice, he reveals a greater glory. And when you believe the truth of God's word, it sets you free from the previous glory and transforms you into a greater glory. This is powerful, man. This is absolutely powerful. And so Moses, God calls Moses to the top of the mountain And then he says, go down and warn the people, lest they break through and gaze at the Lord. And so it was right there, it was in this place that God gives to Moses the Ten Commandments. It was in this place that God begins to give his commandments. He starts off by saying, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. This is in chapter 20. Out of the house of bondage and you shall have no other gods before me. And then he goes on to give the Ten Commandments. And I want to present something to you right now. If you read the Ten Commandments, these were Ten Commandments before the law was given. The Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses had no consequences to it. Had no negative or bad consequences. There was no judgment attached to it. Which means God says, honor your father and mother. 
But he didn't say, if you don't honor your mother and father, this is the consequence to you. But he just said, honor your father and mother. Why? It's because it was the Ten Commandments was something that God keeps himself. And because he keeps himself, he wanted to reveal himself to Israel as a good father, as a father who was honoring, as a father who, who was loving, as a father who is holy, who is blameless, as a father who is jealous over his people. He wanted to reveal himself to, 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 to Israel. The reason why he rescued them out of Egypt is because he wanted to bring his people to himself. He wants to bring you to himself. He wants to reveal to you that he is a good father. He wants to change your mindset that God is a God of the law. He's not a God of the law in your life. He's a God of grace in your life. He's a good father. But I want to, after he gives Moses the Ten Commandments and he, he tells, tells Moses to tell the people this. I want you to, to, to listen to this. In verse 18, chapter 20 and verse 18. He says, Now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar. They were fearful. Why were they fearful? It's because they did not know, they had no knowledge of a good father while they were in slavery. They were ruled by a master. And so in this moment, in verse 19, they said to Moses, you speak to us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. You must understand, it is in this moment that Israel who was who was beholding the grace of God who was beholding God's power who was seeing the glory of God said okay we want to we, we want to God is terrifying we want to see his miracle signs and wonders but we don't want to hear the truth they rejected Jesus they rejected their the ability for them to grow from one level of glory to another level of glory it was in this moment when they rejected God that God brought in the law. There were no consequences to the commandments, but when people rejected the grace of God, when they rejected the truth of God, when they rejected God as a loving father, God gave them, they accepted, they wanted a master. They never wanted a father. They wanted a master over them. You tell me what to do and I'll do it. And a lot of Christians are in that place. Pastor, you tell me. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Other than that, I'm not going to do anything else other than what you tell me to do. And I want to tell you, when you are in this place, your mindset has to be renewed by the word of God. That God is not your master. There is no man that can master you. But you have a heavenly father who wants to take you from one level of glory to another level of glory. One level of strength to another level of strength. And it only happens when you look at the grace of God. When you look at the glory of God. Every time you look at the glory of God, position yourself to hear the truth. Because when you hear the truth of the word of God, now that truth sets you free into another level of glory. The reason why the Israelites rejected God was because they never accepted themselves as sons. They only knew themselves as slaves. 
And every time you look at yourself as a slave, you will expect people around you to treat you like you're a slave. You will expect people to master and lord over you. And this has caused so much of division in the world, you know. This has caused so much of segregation. It's only because we don't see the glory of God in humanity. We don't see the glory of God in the new creation. The new creation, ladies and gentlemen, does not have the option of sin because Jesus has literally, he has removed sin on the cross. You cannot sin. Sin does not exist for a new creation. So if sin does not exist for a new creation, it means that everything that you do reveals the glory of God. This is how it works. God reveals his glory to a new creation. When you behold as a new creation, when you behold his glory, it draws out, it illuminates the glory of God that is on the inside of you. Paul says, you know, I pray that your, your, the eyes of your mind be enlightened. What does that mean? It means that, that there is, your mind needs to be illuminated by the glory of God, illuminated by the, the light of life on the inside of you. And when the word of God that comes on the inside of you illuminates your mind, illuminates your, your, your heart, it begins to reveal the glory of God from the inside out. And when it reveals the glory of God on the inside of out, inside, inside uh, through you, now all of creation that carries the glory of God on the inside of it begins to get illuminated by what you got illuminated by. And when that begins to happen, it recognizes you as a son of God. And it begins to come in alignment with life. It begins to experience an abundance of life because a new creation, a son of God, began to manifest an ever-increasing glory of God. This is very powerful. I want you to go back to John chapter 1 and I want us to read verse 16. It says this, And of his fullness, whose fullness? Jesus, the new creation, who was full of grace and truth. He was full. There was an abundance of grace and truth in Jesus. There was no sin in Jesus. There was no flesh in Jesus. There was no fallen humanity. There was no Adam in Jesus. There was only the fullness of grace and truth. And of his fullness, the fullness of Jesus, we have all received not some we have all received when jesus came into the world and this is a revelation that you must you must receive into your mind when jesus came into the world it was out of his fullness that all of creation received the glory that jesus brought into the world A lot of the times Christians believe that only Christians received the glory. No, it is out of his fullness. God so loved the world, not just the Christians. 
God so loved all of creation that when Jesus came to the earth and of his fullness, he released his glory into all of creation. There was a glory, there was an increase, there was a manifestation of God's glory that that Jesus brought into the world and when he brought it into the world and manifested it, now all of creation began to long for the Son of God. The Bible says that, that Jesus is the desire of the nations. He is the desire of every nation. It's just that people don't know that it's him because their mind is filled with the knowledge of good and evil. This is very powerful. And of his fullness, we have all received. What have we all received? We have received his fullness into us, which means there's, there's nothing more that needs to be added. There's nothing more that needs to be added. You don't need more glory. You are full of glory by yourself. You are filled with the glory of God. You don't need another man to lay hands on you. The Lord has deposited his glory on the inside of you as a child of God and every single human being on the planet. All of creation on the all of creation Jesus did it for everyone. He made the provision of glory for all of creation. This is powerful. And over his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. We have, we have everything of his fullness, everything that Jesus was, everything, who he was, we have received it. And we have received grace for grace. This is amazing because what is grace? Grace is not just favor, ladies and gentlemen. Grace is the power of God. Grace is, God empowers you with his power. Grace is the, God comes and enables you with his power. It's not just favor. Yes, it is favor. But it is also God giving you his power. You know, people think that, oh, you know, I need to, I need to earn God's trust. I, I need to become a friend of God and I need to earn his trust. I need to start chasing God. I want to tell you that God, chasing God is not even a concept in the Bible. Being a God chaser is not even a, a concept in the Bible. Yes, you have a desire for more of God. But what if I told you that God deposited the fullness of Christ on the inside of you? You don't need to chase God. You need to just look at the glory that's on the inside of you. The fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Christ. And Christ now lives on the inside of you. This is so powerful. Stop looking to the skies. Look on the inside of you. The glory of God is inherent on the inside of you. It never leaves you. It will always be with you. And of his fullness we have all received. Everything, the power that Jesus walked on the earth with, the power that Jesus carried on the inside of him, the power that left his body and healed a woman without his permission, That power lives on the inside of you. Why? It's because you are now transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. Not just the image, but also his likeness. God trusts you. God has chosen you to be his son, 
to be a child of God. You know, I, I want to I wanna read this, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 10. He says this, He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But check this out. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. As many as received him. How do you receive him? You behold his glory and you receive the truth. Grace and truth, the glory of God. As you receive him and as you believe him, he gives you the right to become a child of God. This is powerful. He gives you the right to become a child of God. You must understand that only Christ is, was, the, was the, the only begotten of the Father. He was the only begotten of the Father. But now because you believe Christ, you are brought into Christ. Everything that is Christ now belongs to you. This is powerful. And of Christ's fullness we have all received. And grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You know, I'm reminded of this story in John chapter 2, where Jesus was invited to the wedding uh, in Cana. And it was his first miracle that Jesus performed. And it's a, it's, a, it's a prophetic and a symbolic miracle that Jesus did. It was his first miracle. And so he goes to uh, the wedding and now after, uh, you know, the, the, the first wine that was, that was given to the guests was over, they come to Jesus for a miracle. Mary sends the servants to Jesus and says, do whatever Jesus tells you. Why? It's because she knew that he carried the glory. And when he spoke the truth, even something that was of the natural. What, what, what was the natural? God had created water. It was God's creation. It carries a glory. And Jesus transformed the glory of the water into the glory, a greater glory of the wine. You must understand, every time the glory of God is revealed through Jesus, and you hear the word, you hear the truth, it takes you from one level of glory to another. But the most amazing part about this story is that Jesus tells the, the, the servants, fill, there were six water pots, and, and the number six, you know, is it, it, symbolic of the man, human being, a man. And he says, fill the water pots to the top. Of his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. When he filled the water pots to the brim, he then said, now take the wine, take and serve it to the guests. And when they took the water by faith, they took the water, they listened to Jesus, they took the thing and they served it, the wine to the, to the master of ceremonies. He says, man, you guys, normally people serve the good wine first and then afterwards they serve, you know, the, the, the mediocre wine. But something different about the kingdom of God, something different about you, something different about the new creation. 
because who you were yesterday is not who you are today you are you have increased you have matured into a greater glory you have matured into better wine a a new wine of the holy spirit yes you had a you had a human body that was there was there was riddled because of the knowledge of good and evil but you know when you heard when you saw jesus when you heard his word when you heard the truth yes it, it you might have felt like man this this there's nothing in my life to give there's nothing more left to do in my life and he comes to you and he says and he speaks the truth to you and he changes water into the wine the new wine of the holy spirit and all of creation who's used to drinking though the old wine of adam and the old wine of the the knowledge of good and evil now all of a sudden when the new creation begins to go out into the world all of creation begins to taste of a greater glory this greater glory is intrinsic it's in your nature it is who you are you can't help it you can't decide okay today i'm going to manifest my glory today i'm going to, tomorrow i'm going to take a day off no ladies and gentlemen god does not take a day off he increases from glory to glory strength to strength you are never weak because god's strength strengthens you every single day but you must learn to behold and become the way you behold and become is that you behold you behold the glory on the inside of you and then you hear the truth that reveals a greater glory on the inside of you and when you behold a greater glory you are transformed your mind is renewed and your life is transformed and you begin to reveal the new wine every day you can release new wine every day you go to work today and you perform miracle signs and wonders in your office you go tomorrow to the office and your boss is like wow where did how how come you're doing these things how come everybody else is failing but you seem to be increasing your business seems to be growing your your workplace and and your opportunities seem to be increasing how come how come it's because we don't settle on the old the new creation is always maturing we mature because we behold the glory of god and we receive the truth that sets us free so i want to declare over you this week that you will experience the greater glory this week you will experience the glory of god that is on the inside of you this intrinsic glory this inherent glory that is on the inside of you that is ever increasing the more you behold the more you become it transformed into the image and not only just image just the likeness it is so amazing that when you walk down the streets that people don't recognize you by your name but they experience jesus see jesus never promoted himself jesus never said yo whoa hey my dude i i want to reveal my glory to you let me just promote my ministry to you he came to reveal the glory of his father who is your father today I'm not talking about an earthly father. I'm talking about what is your relationship with God 
Is he your father or is he your master? Because if he is your father, then your father desires for you to glow, grow from glory to glory in strength to strength. I want to bless you today. I want to declare God, God's abundant glory upon you. You will prosper and you will keep prospering. You will, you will experience glory and you will keep experiencing a greater glory. I declare long life over you. We love you and we're so grateful that you joined us today. Bless you in Jesus' name.